So I was thinking about if you like think about an adult male that decides, hey, I want to convert to Judaism and they need to get circumcised. It's kind of like a religious reassignment surgery. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard it. But yeah, that it actually yeah. does make sense. That's that's I don't know why any adult would ever do that. That's probably why like there's not a lot of I mean, I haven't seen the stats, but there's probably not a lot of conversions at like the 21 plus age or even the I'm conscious enough to know what this thing is and that would hurt and yeah. I mentally can't do it. Yeah. And then I forgot what percentage of the male population in America is already circumcised. Like we do that in the hospital like we're, just in case, you know, we'll just knock this out of the way. Just in case you might convert. Well, I'm not sure how rabbinical or if that works, but uh... I, I know myself just the mental, like the mental picture. Like, so we've we've I've done my breeding with my wife, and it's you know we're pretty much done now. We've talked about it, and she's like, so you know you should go get it snipped, like go get that taken care of. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, like that's fine. Like you know you can come with me. They'll knock me out, do whatever they got to do, and then you'll take me home. And she's like, oh, no, 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 it's outpatient. Like, you just sit there, and, like, you're fully conscious, and, like, I think you could even watch. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. No. Like, they will put me out for it. Like, this is, if there's waivers, if there's, like, if I have to make sure I have a will intact or whatever, like, I, I, this will happen. Like, even if they're like, oh, it's just slight pressure, I'll be like, it's the mental part of it that I can't yeah. get around. Like, mm. you're going to go out there and cut and, like, take a piece out and, like, they don't just cut it anymore. They take like a section out what? so it can't grow back together. Oh, that happens? Yeah. I don't know any of this. So, and I was like, no, nope, I don't care because the first time I hear it feel a little pressure, I'm going to be like, they're inside my balls and just, I'll die. I'll just fall over right there. So they will put me down. And she's like, it's put you under. Like you've been messing up this whole time. They're not putting you to sleep. Like if they're not <laughs> killing you. You're not a dog. They're putting you under. And I'm like, that's what you've been focusing on this whole time. <laughs> All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Beer and Bible. This is our maiden podcast. Um, I am Neil. I am essentially our lead questioner. Uh, I would not say I'm necessarily the Bible answer man. I just paid a whole lot of money when I went to college. So that way I would know to ask questions and kind of how to research and how to use a library. That's I would probably say that's my entire uh, that makes degree. Sense. That totally makes sense. So uh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be the lead questioner on this. And... I am the high-functioning alcoholic. I'm Chris, at that, and high. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Mine's way, yeah. way simpler. I'm the token idiot on the other side of the room. Uh, and since you're drinking, what are you drinking tonight? Ah, uh, tonight I have... Hold on. It's behind me. It should be in my hand, right? I have a Sweetwater uh, 420 Extra Pale Ale. I think the 420 is like a like weed reference. But. It might be. I don't know. I, <laughs> but I, it's good. It doesn't taste. I mean, I guess it does kind of anything hoppy has like a weedy taste, not like marijuana taste, but like it just tastes like herbal, herbally. Oh, nice. So that makes sense. Not to know what marijuana tastes like. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, so the big question is, what is beer and Bible? Why are you tuning into this whole thing? Uh, so, Chris, what's what would you say? Ah, damn. That's a question that like I get asked sometimes, not about this, but about you know, the origins, and I'm like, I never know what to say, but I'm sitting there and thinking, I'm like, okay, so, like, it used to be, my thought was like, so there's this crazy book, and it's like, you know, somebody tells you, well, you know, you could have a Christian even come and be like, oh, hey, you know, well, it says this in the Bible, and, like, hits you with some shit, and you're like, fuck, I don't even know if that's true, like, that <laughs> yeah. sounds insane, but I've heard a lot of different things about the Bible, like, that, that shit could be true, like, 
you know, if you don't go to church at least two Sundays a year on Easter and Christmas, like demons will exercise themselves from your sphincter or Man. something like in there. Like it's in the Bible and it, they're like, I, I just don't know. I don't know enough to really say anything about that. I'm just going to. There's a whole lot of I'm books. I'm just going to hope that doesn't happen. Like, there's a whole lot of books. Like everyone, many yeah. people have started, like they read the stories of Genesis, and then they hit this book called Leviticus. And they're like, this is miserable. Skipping ahead. And yeah, like <laughs> that. Or like you kind of hear some stories about Jesus and such, and that's pretty much it. So, so that was the whole thing for me. It was like, like what's in there? Like, let's look like, so I guess what we're going to try and do is just get in there and like say, this is what's in here. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, and if you are listening to this thinking this is like a cool Bible study, it's like the edgy Christian one, like two bros talking about the Bible and drinking beer, where that is not completely untrue. Two brothers. We're not going to be in the the uh, what is it that Jesus wants for your life or God or any of that. We, we're going to speak of it more of a uh, historical piece of literature. Um, we kind of assume that the Bible is written by, or not the Bible as itself in entirety, it's actually made up of 66 books. Um, and some of those books, there's speculation they have multiple authors to those books. So we're going to be looking at it as uh, there's a an author writing a story to an audience that's not you or me. And uh, what is it that they're trying to communicate to their intended audience at that time? This is not at all going to be some sort of spiritual thing. So we're avoiding that. If you're into that, cool. Cut us off. Thanks for listening for the first few <laughs> minutes. Um, and just kind of remember the whole thing about the snip. Ugh. Yeah, All they're right. putting me under. Ugh. Down, on, on. they're putting me under. Yeah. Um. So today we are going to be reading into John chapter two. Uh, this is a story that a lot of people know about. You're talking about those stories that people have questions about, and uh, this is the water to wine thing. Yeah, this is a this is an interesting one for me, especially. Yeah, not just because I'm drinking a beer right now, but just. We'll get into it. I like all the stuff where it's like, yeah, party Jesus. Party Jesus. Like, he's gonna make yeah, so we have, like, you might have that idea in your head, and um, let's kind of look into this. Let's, let's see what the text says. All right. On the third day, a wedding took place at Stop. Cape. Ah. Okay, third day. Well, the thing is, like, what's been going on? So let's back up. Yeah, why is the third day important? Okay, so in John, there's four biographies of Jesus. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's it's the first three screwed it up, right? Yes. They're exactly. like, I could do it better. Oh. I can do it. No, I'll do it better than you idiots. <laughs> and uh, well, actually, those three wrote, and they're pretty similar. But John, he writes with the generally with the assumption that you've actually already read the first three. So he's like, I'm just going to write my own account with some crazy B-sides in this. So this story, the water wine thing, doesn't show up in the, either of the other first three biographies. So this is like... The Jesus, the B-side miracles. Uh, he's like, this was the cool stuff. Like, this is, yeah, this is like, hey, if you're a real fan, check out this story. These are the stories your friends like sitting in the corner that gets drunk at parties and starts telling the stuff that you're like, nobody even remembers that. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he wrote it way late. It's like, this is probably in the 90s AD. Like, not like the 1990s at that time of fantastic music when Pearl Jam ruled the radio <laughs> waves. Um. Not the time of. Meanwhile, I was like, yeah, gin blossoms and spin doctors and counting. All right. So, anyways, I was only allowed to listen to Christian music at that point. So <laughs> I had my, I had my tucked away under the bed CDs. Yeah. But, but uh, what were those c- CDs? Uh, let's see. The two that stuck out the most were, um, I had a Bad Religion mix. What? Yeah, of like their first three albums. And that was probably my favorite. Like that bad religion, just like 
Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of funny, like talking about it on the podcast. But anyway, like there. And what else was there? That's really all. And then, I mean, there was the Christian stuff that was good, like Five Iron Frenzy. I loved yeah. Five Iron Frenzy. And then, like, you know, MXPX. I guess it was like the punk ska stuff. And, like, I was able to, like, wiggle some of the secular stuff in there like under the radar where like the only i think the only thing christian i knew of at the time i didn't know it was christian was like the flood by um uh oh gosh that band uh is the alternative band i remember toad the wet sprocket apparently was was christian as well really? see that's what it was just yeah, it was like, weird man it was like i didn't know that was a christian band but anyways <laughs> so we're not talking about those 90s we are talking about uh, actually the 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 90s not the 1990s just the 90s is when they think this book was written and so John is writing, and he's throwing in his extra like story about this uh, Jesus' first miracles and third day. There's John's always got to be extra. Yeah, and there's there's a question about the third day. Uh, if you read it in, we skipped over chapter one, but it actually talks about Jesus being baptized. So you got a problem with this because uh, if Jesus is baptized, according to the other three biographies, Jesus actually goes off to the wilderness and does this whole fasting, and then he does this like total fight thing with the devil, but not like physical fight anyways it throws them off a cliff yeah well somebody almost gets thrown off a cliff See, you guys don't know because you you don't know what's in there that could be totally true or it could be and not sure like running out to the store to grab a bible like this guy's full of shit and i'm gonna prove it <laughs> reads the whole new testament like he is full of shit yeah yeah well <laughs> so that uh so there's this this throw down with the uh the devil out in the uh out in the desert and the other the other uh gospels however in this one with john you'd don't really have that you have him being baptized and um i'm a big fan of a version of the bible called the skeptics annotated bible mm. it's a bunch of atheists skeptics huh? yeah yeah so it's essentially atheism or uh, a group of atheists that get together and look at the bible and say this is all bs <laughs> and so i like it and i like reading through it and one of the sections, will they come on the podcast do you think i hope so we've got to get famous first that would yeah that's step one get famous <laughs> step two i don't know <laughs> step three profit um <laughs> uh, but there we are. Uh, so in the Skeptics Annotated Bible, they say, there. here's an issue because it says three days later. Well, uh, the general Christian assumption is that it was three days. The three days um, was, uh, it might be just referring to the three days into the wedding that we're about to get into. Um, or maybe what it was is it was actually, this happens all after the baptism. So it goes baptism, desert uh, fight with the with the devil, and then he goes to the wedding in Cana. So it might be... And then on the third day after the desert fight, is that what you... Yeah, or? so there's some people think that, and then others would say it's the third day referring to... Yeah, because it's like, why don't you give the reference of what you're talking about? Like, the third day of October. Yeah. The third day of my hangover. The third, you know, whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah, but he gives no reference, but there we are on the third day. So some people think it means the third day of the wedding, because weddings at that time ran seven days. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, so... Uh, Mine was like five hours, four hours, and it was just insane. Yeah. So I couldn't imagine a week. Yeah, it, it's kind of. Like I would have killed all of you. No, I would have just ran away, and everybody would have died. Just you would have lived, yes. but everyone else would have like had alcohol poisoning or like I don't know other botulism, just things. Just they. Would, it was on a farm. Yeah. You never know. You never know. That gets crazy. Oh man, there were animals. <laughs> Uh, all right, so third day they go to Cana. Got Keep it. Reading. Can I go a little further this time? If you don't mind. <laughs> in Cana of wait, place at Cana in Galilee, Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. 
when the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Yeah. She, she's like shooting him in the eye. She's like, so Jesus, like looking at him, just staring through him. He's sitting there talking to his boys. He's like, yeah, there's no more wine. Yeah. So, uh, this, I just feel, I can feel the momness, like come in, like the uh, laser eyes, just like, so we have a problem. And basically the, our eyes are, her eyes are saying, it's your fucking fault. Yeah. So th- <laughs> to take that further is that, uh, so people think that it was Jesus and his disciples fault because <laughs> they roll up there. They're invited. So they show up to this wedding. Now there are uh, when you have a, a family wedding, you actually have two roles of like a wedding planner. So you have a male role, and he's kind of the bouncer, mater d, like the the MC that does the announcing, and he runs he's up front with like like yeah, he's the figurehead kind of yeah. And so when you've got like your alcoholic friends at your wedding, who our friends. Okay, our <laughs> friends at your wedding uh, that, uh, you know, if they got out of hand, then you'd have this bouncer guy that'd come up and be like, yo, get out. And uh, he also would be like, you know, just managing everything out front and telling people what they need to go grab in the back. And then there's another uh, part, and there is a usually kind of a matron of the ceremonies that sits in the back. And that is actually a, a very um, honorable position that Mary was in. And so she's the one doing like the real work, like yeah. the real like foundation yeah. of everything, making sure like the plates get out on time and it's the right stuff. And yeah. the wine doesn't run out. Yeah. And so she's like, she's actually fairly important uh, to this wedding. And there's Jesus and his disciples roll up at this point. We don't know how many disciples he's got. Like we don't have a number, but if you go on John's story so far, John has only written five disciples that we've gotten by name. So maybe it's just like Jesus and his than five guys, or maybe it's 12, maybe it's 20. It just says disciples. So we don't maybe really just know. drug some people out of the desert after he got done kicking the devil's ass. And was like, you want to go to a party? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, don't worry. It's cool. They're with me. They're with me. Yeah. Like somebody just rolls up there. It's like, never met. Um, Jesus said I could come in. They're just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's where it all started. Like the following, they're just like, this Jesus guy is awesome. Like he, if he didn't even know you, he'll take you to a rager. <laughs> yes. So uh, the the speculation is that he shows up and you got like you know, five heavy drinking fishermen and <laughs> you're like, so this wedding's supposed to go for seven days. It's day three and they ran out of wine. And so maybe like you're saying like the mom glands, like she's yeah. like, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, I can't believe we're like, we ran out of wine. Yeah. Guess whose fault it is. <laughs> like, you fix this right now. Like, Bro, I just came out of the desert. I'm, I was thirsty. <laughs> I just fucked up the devil. I've been sober. I needed some wine. Yeah, I've been sober for, for 40, 40 days, days and ain't ate shit. <laughs> Come on, no, thinking, mom. Man, if he hasn't eaten anything, he goes like straight into a wine yeah. bender. <laughs> oh. oh. I forgot to eat for 24 hours one time. Like, and I was like drinking bourbon on and off. And like, so it's like, I just it started this thing where like that morning I woke up and I was like, shit, I got to run some errands. So I just drink a bunch of coffee. And then like, lunchtime rolled around and i was like no dude we're going somewhere for dinner like i'm gonna ball out on my dinner plus i was still like i was working outside doing stuff so i'd crack a beer and drink it and like but i can't stay hydrated like it would be like beer water beer water beer water good plan and then you know because i like to stay hydrated and then like that evening something happened and we didn't go to dinner or we went to dinner and i didn't eat because oh, no. like Friends were around, and so like we were like moving, talking, stuff like that. Wait, wait, and then, wait, wait. You wouldn't eat because friends were like, were you embarrassed that you were going to put on? No, Chris, no, you look no, fine. No, no. You're beautiful. It's like a distracted thing. Because then I woke up the next morning, and I was like, I feel like I'm going to die. Like I just came off, like 
I don't know, like this just rager for like a month. And literally all I had was like my normal allotted amount of drinks. And Stacy was like, well, what'd you eat? And I'm sitting there like, I didn't eat a damn thing. Like in the past 24 hours, she's like, that's why you feel like you're dying. All right. Yeah. Well, so I feel it. I, yeah, I know. Okay. I know what that's like. And that wasn't 40 days. That was just 24 hours. Yeah. Um, so we don't know whether Jesus has eaten anything or not, but we know that they're out of wine. And we also know the other part of this thing is that the disciples showed up. So maybe like they were drinking and then his mom's like, Jesus. It was a plus one, not yeah. a plus. How many disciples were there? Uh, we have at least five in the John's account. Not you plus five. Yeah. 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 Uh, so there he is. They've drank. And then she's like, you've messed up. Yeah, messed up. You done messed up, Jesus. Um, so his response is, dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my time has not yet come. His, your woman, like, it was it like woman or was it like, like, like he shows up with his fishing or like, buddies. Dear woman. Like, you, uh, he I mean, up, it's his mom yeah. and she's probably about to like hit him with a shoe. Okay. So some people think that, uh, there's two, uh, strong opinions here one of them is that uh woman when he says dear woman it's very respectful and uh, almost distant kind of that uh respect ma'am uh yes ma'am no ma'am that kind of uh respect ah. so it could be that weird shift that he's showing great respect but also kind of a distant and then other people think that uh when he says uh, dear woman it's actually very endearing that it's a very close uh thing of of um dear you know yeah. mom i love you it's loving uh, phrase to it so there's two different ideas of that so don't know hmm. with the correct scholarly answers i don't know <laughs> i like it um so that he has that and then he talks about like his time has not yet come so that's kind of a, a flow with uh with john and more particular than any of the other three biographers john has this thing about appointed times like there's my time has not yet come or there will be an hour in the day when he does this, like uh. when Jesus does his weird Jesus speak. And it's like, yes, a squirrel may climb up a tree, but the doves fly towards the sun. Like, is that it, really in there? No, it's not. But ah, it's like, so you guys wouldn't have known that, <laughs> but it's like when Jesus does, like Jesus sometimes says weird things like the birds have their nests and foxes have their holes, yeah. but the son of Always man, the stories do not have, like that one actually is in the Bible, by the way, ah. did not lie that time. Um, we have, I, I can't fact check you. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the idiot. Oh, uh, no, no, <laughs> not Just you. Keep... So John and his <laughs> damn time references. <laughs> but he, he does this thing of like, my hour has not yet come. So John's view of God is this um, this God with like time and speci specified time and moments. Space. And like, yeah. <laughs> Everything is like he knows the beginning and the end. Like he did it right there. Oh, yeah. Actually, the very first line of, of John is like, in the beginning was the word. Hold on. I can check you on that because I have it right here in my... Damn it, you're right. See, there it is. So you, you like very at the very beginning, um, John is in his gospel is, is or his biography is very much uh, time aware uh, in this, which is funny because he's probably the least chronological out of them all. So <laughs> I don't know what he was smoking, but John's kind of out there. He's like, time is really important, except when I'm writing because I'm John and I get to do what I want. <laughs> I don't know what the plan is. So yeah. Uh, so he's at my hour has not yet come. So the, the there's an idea that if Jesus is this Messiah figure in Christianity or in, in Judaism, this Messiah figure. Yeah. Um, I'm he, still incognito. Like, like it's not time for the magic and the fireworks yet. Yes. Like you're putting me on the spot here. You're really breaking my balls. Yes. Mom. Mom. 
Sorry, I drank all the wine. Um, his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. So, so okay, so he says, take these washing jars that yeah. people like wash their bodies in like they bathe in these or you, this water no. is it's like communal water so. it's sort of communal water so um if you go back into the old testament so we gotta like flip all the way back to the first five books of the bible they're called the torah uh and uh, or they're sometimes called the pentateuch depending on who you ask the greek uh, you have the hebrew the torah and then you have the greek would be pentateuch so the first five books they have the thou shalts and shalt nots Ah, yeah. That's all the, like, don't do this. The Ten don't Commandments. Yeah, all that's in there. So, in there. Which they are in there, right? Yes. The ten. Ten. Top there's ten. one or two more, right? Yeah. So, there's a total of 613 commandments, and some of them regards to uh, un- what they consider clean and unclean. Um, I'm going to put this up front. Clean and unclean uh, is not sin. Like, if you are unclean, it does not mean you're a bad person you're going to hell. It just means you're a normal human being. Uh, uncleanness, uh, that would happen when a woman had her period. She can't control that. God's not going to blame her for it. Like, that's not a thing. Or, you know, there's probably a point where somebody, you know, young men are 12 years old and they suddenly wake up. They're like, oh, my sheets are uh, going to wrap that up and throw that in the wash. And at that point, like... Unclean! Unclean. Like, that that would make them unclean. So these are just natural things. Uh, If if you're at a funeral and you have to touch a... You have to wrap or prepare a body for burial, touching the dead body... I will go with the unclean thing on that. Yeah. Because that is kind of... Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so I mean, you got to do stuff for that. Yeah, yeah, they're just part of life, and being clean and unclean are part of life. Uh, but they took that further and further, and and one of the things was to watch out if somebody else was unclean, that touched something else, that touched something else, then eventually you became unclean, quote unquote, because you the shit rolls downhill. Yes, yeah. So it's not that the these things. So it became a practice in that time period to have these giant washing jars that were there for the people to use. So you actually scoop it out and clean it and use to wash your hands before you went to a meal. Hmm. So that's, that would be what they're for. You're not dipping your hand into the jar. You're not putting your feet ah, in there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or just dipping your whole body in there. Like yeah. Jesus after his 40 days, just like hops in and wiggles around, knocks the dirt off and then, yeah, yeah. Then Pops like, back out. Just like sloshing jars. <laughs> I should imagine everyone watching like dirty hippie Jesus get out of there. And he's like, yo. He's just like beautiful when he comes out. His hair's perfect and skin's like. And then he's like, give me wine. I am so thirsty. I've been sober for 40 days. <laughs> um, So Jesus gets out. Or Jesus gets out. Wow. <laughs> so Jesus hops out of the jar that I just said he didn't get into. Ah, the power of me. Yes. So that's what these uh, these jars are, are there for. And, and here again, we talk about this idea that, you know, Mary probably was the, the one in charge. Well, you know, where do we pull that from? Well, this example, she's the one running the show. She's the one that turns to the servants and says, listen, do whatever this guy tells you, and it'll all work out. Like All the servants just jump in line like, yep, yeah, all right, she's the boss. <laughs> so and what's just funny is, like, the servants have got to be sitting there like, okay. Um, this is also, Jesus has done no miracles. So this is miracle- Zero. Like, he, this is going to be the first miracle if we even count it as, like, the first, like, he, maybe he hasn't even started his, his ministry, quote-unquote, his, like, magic shows and yeah. traveling and his preaching. Like, he hasn't started his actual work yet, but he's starting this, and this is the very first miracle. 
So his disciples right now just think he's some cool guy. Like, yeah. Like, he's super smart. And then that's, like... That's all they got to go on. Yeah. They don't know, like, he can heal anybody. He or said he's, he says he's the son of God. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But he's cool to hang out with. And then, uh, and then you got the servants who've never met this guy before. And then there's Mary. And who knows? Maybe she was like, hey, remember, uh, like... Remember when your lemonade stand as a kid never ran out of lemonade? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, but, you know, like she probably maybe she knew. Maybe she didn't. Um, maybe she was like, I remember one time when an angel came and visited me before you were born. And he's like, you're going to be the son of God. <laughs> yeah. So I know you can do this. Yeah. Jesus, you need to step up. <laughs> it's about time. Like you've been freeloading on me. Like you're at this time. Jesus is 30 years. So maybe he's like all the millennials that lived at home for a while. <laughs> like, Jesus. Come on. <laughs> so it's, it's about time you paid your rent. I don't know. So he, uh, so she turns to him, and so the the servants they don't know what's going on. They're just like, okay, yeah, whatever. We'll bring the jars. Okay, <laughs> she uh, said, do whatever he says. So yeah, take uh, what is it? Draw some out. Draw yeah. some of that washing water out and take it to the master of the banquet. Yeah, I think it's the, the guy that's in charge. Yeah, I think it's what we're gonna do. So then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew. It's <laughs> he didn't know where it came from, but they knew. They're yeah. sitting there just like, we're all going to get beheaded. Like, <laughs> like just, They're going to kill all us servants. They're just like, but hey, she told us to. Hand yeah. in the cup. We're going to be so screwed. Like, I would just stand back and be like, yep. They'll just watch and just wait for the shit show, you know. Maybe it's one of those times when you're like you're you're at a wedding, and you know something's about to go down. You're like, yeah. Oh, should like, I stop this? Up, come here, come here, like, watch, watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is this gonna ruin everything? It might. Let's watch. Let's, let's just, like, chill out. But uh, and and something else to know about this is that um, wine is a sign of provision. Uh, actually, when you went to throw a, throw this wedding and everything, when you were getting married, you have to have. Uh, you have to have all this wine. You have to provide it for seven days. It was such a big deal. In some cases, uh, her family, the the wife's family, she could sue his family for not providing. So it was a huge. Like you insult. can't even throw a good party. Like, how do you expect to take care of my my daughter? Yeah. And then it's also going to show bad on Mary because, like, Mary. Remember, Mary's supposed to be like keeping track of all this yeah. stuff and be like. Oh, let's not bring out the wine. Like, let's. She should have ordered like, enough wine, or just not invited Jesus yeah. and his friends. Like, maybe she was, she should have been like, add some water to the wine. Like, let's water this down, or whatever yeah. it is. Um, but so this could be really bad, and this is like the stakes are a lot higher than you might read when you first think about it. Like, party Jesus, it's uh, it's it's bad. Like, things could get bad for her. Things could go bad for the groom. This whole marriage could get dissolved. It's about to turn into like a. Jewish Jerry Springer situation <laughs> without like anyone being pregnant. I don't know. Yeah, well, that we know of. Yeah. So they, uh, he did not realize where it had come from. The, the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have served, saved the best wine till now. Yeah. So, here it is. Like, it, expectation is, you know, you're about to. Everyone's about to turn sober. That's not a situation you would have on your hands at this moment. You got four more days, and they've traveled a very long time to party for seven days. Yeah. And he brings it out, and he gives them the best wine there is, and the, or the they tasted. And like this is this is the MC. Like he would have known this stuff. Yeah. Some people have uh, have speculated that um, some answers like. Well, maybe the jars were actually coated with like wine, and they poured water in there, and then suddenly it became wine. Like, 
oh good watered down wine this is the most delicious thing i've ever yeah had. yeah this guy had a had a taste for it. like some wedding planner that's been doing it for like 30 years and they're like hey, this wine's piss like yeah are you kidding me right now like did you get this from walmart like you're supposed to have and this guy's like you're supposed to serve the best stuff first and then bring the piss out. Like you saved it to last or you're still feeding these people off this. So it was like, yeah. Yeah. Mad respect. Top tier. Yeah. Good stuff. And kind of like the, the opposite. The, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of times. Jesus sitting back in the corner. Like they don't even have this shit on earth. This is some custom <laughs> heaven shit right here. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Mom's like, I need you to help out. And he's like, fine. I'm going to go all the way. Yeah. I'm going to be extra on this. He's sitting there like, Doing the little magic fingers, just like getting ready. Uh, some people think that it was uh, there's like already wine in the ceremonial jars, which doesn't make any sense. They go out of their way to say the the record of this says these are ceremonial yeah, jars for washing, like, not just like these big jars they were hanging out. Yeah, and then he met, put wine in. It's like no, the washing jars that everybody knew were washing jars, and they just had random ass. Plus, they had to go fill them up. Didn't, yeah, did she say go fill the shit? Yeah, to the brim. And then uh, the other thing is, some people think that Jesus had uh, powdered wine on him. Like Kool Aid, I don't know Ooh. what the like what the plan was on that. Like he just had Kool Aid packets, just keeping it on him in case. Yeah, I, just in case this wedding runs dry, I got it, boys. He's like, <laughs> I got this powdered wine. When she's like, she's like, Jesus, do this. He's like, it's not my time yet. I had these saved for later. So some people speculate that again. Um, then it probably wouldn't be recorded as the best wine. And yeah. people, uh, by the time this was written, there's probably been people that would have known the story and been like, uh, no, I heard that was a really crappy wine. Plus, it wasn't like, it wasn't like John's like, Matthew, my bro over here, said that it's the best wine he's ever had because yeah. I don't know shit about wine, but he said it's the best. It's like, no, the dude running the party, the main dude said it was awesome. Like, yes. It's like the yeah. bartender being like, damn, where's this bottle been hidden? Like, exactly. I'm not pouring this for these drunk asses. Actually, some people think that this is a little tangent here. Some people think this was actually John's wedding. Like his wedding, huh? I don't know. But then other people talk about John being a teenager, so at the time of Jesus' ministry, so I don't know. I don't know. There might have been some like West Virginia teen weddings going on here. Uh. Child bride, child groom. <laughs> it was all. Everyone was really young. It was free love. It was the nineties. Free love. The nineties. It was the thirties. It was the thirties. <laughs> all kinds of things were happening. The best thing for me with this is like the way I always grew up. It was like, you know, like drinking's bad, alcohol's evil, like. Jesus never drank. And it's like, what about the water to wine? Well, of course it wasn't real wine. It was grape juice. Like, of course. Yeah. Have you ever seen somebody almost get divorced because they ran out of grape juice? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think that's how it runs. No, <laughs> no. I, nah. I, I, a big thing for, for me when I, I read that um, is that I think about, about everything I know uh, about the history and the Jewish culture and what was going on at that time. A teetotaling Jesus would have really stuck out. It would not have fit the culture. In fact, uh, there will be later on, there are other stories uh, in these these four biographies where they come up and they say, hey, uh, there's a guy named John the Baptist, and that's Jesus' cousin, and we'll talk about him at another time. Yeah. But John the Baptist, he had his own little posse and his own followers, and they actually participated in a lot of fasting, and they abstained from alcohol. And then, so they're sitting there and they're like, well, you know, this guy is, uh, like, John comes around abstaining, and then they talk about Jesus in contrast as being a drunkard, like, he's one that parties. So there's a, there's a con- contrast, and you would think, w- one of their questions is, you know, why, Jesus, why aren't you doing the same things that your cousin's doing? Like, why aren't you more like that? Yeah. Or why is it, like, you don't get a reputation for being someone that's a drunkard uh, from, like, only drinking O'Doul's. <laughs> like, 
that man's an alcoholic. Why? I've seen him with his, with his O'Douls. <laughs> he pounds those. Like <laughs> it that, doesn't ever look drunk. Yeah. So it just. I, I guess I think uh, culturally I have an issue with that idea, and then um, textually I have an issue with the teetotaling Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just. It's a very difficult argument to make. Not saying he was a raging alcoholic or anything, stumbling no, in the streets, but no. he was, uh, you know, with the people. Like he would go out and sit and, yeah, have a glass of wine at a wedding and talk. Yeah, hang I, out. We've been joking this entire uh, this entire podcast about this idea of, of Jesus drinking heavily, but we don't actually know how much he drank. Like, there's no record of. Uh, and then in the evening, Jesus would like to relax with the disciples sitting there <laughs> drinking a fine merlot, like. <laughs> Like, there's no none of that, um, but it, it is clear that he uh, he did drink something that was alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, or I I this is just my strong educated guess <laughs> is that he would drink something with alcohol in it. Yeah. Um, again, historically and textually, it's where I, I kind of come to that conclusion. So my lifestyle is completely justified now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There it is. You're fine. You're just like Jesus. This is why you got to learn the Bible, people, or not learn the Bible, but. This is the stuff that's in there. Um, yeah, so this is it's, it's an interesting story. I, I think uh, when you first come to the story, you hear party Jesus, like turning water into wine, you have a wedding. But then when you start looking into it further, you start seeing the stakes that were high. We mentioned earlier yeah. that Mary was kind of in charge of the wedding. And uh, if she had failed at this, she would have been very shamed. Um, and then the, the groom, if he had ran out, he would have been shamed. And the thing is that this all happens. It would have all fallen apart. Yeah. Yeah. And the groom never knows. And Jesus is like, this is not my time, but he, he responds to uh, to human needs. So when John is trying to communicate his ideas of this Messiah to people that have already read the the previous three biographies, what is the character or nature that he's trying to explain about this human being? Yeah. In the same way that you might read, um, uh, there's a, a book called Dear Theo, and it is uh, letters from Van Gogh to his uh, to his brother. And when you start to read those versus just the historical accounts or just looking at the paintings, you start to get a more human approach to it. So maybe when you're writing these bi- biographies, we have four of them, and we have this other one written at the end of it, this, the, the fourth one, um, that, okay, well, what are we including? Uh, there are actually seven miracles in the, the Gospel of John, and this is the first of them. Seven to eight, there are various arguments about how many there really are. Uh, but <laughs> you're like, wait. Can't they just count them? Then, the, but we can count things, but then we get to argue about how we count them. So, all right, going back to this this thing of the, the seven miracles uh, about Mark, the uh, assumed we think is the first biography ever written. Had, over half of that is just Jesus miracles all the time. Mm-hmm. So John's probably like, we've already written all those down. I'm gonna throw down the B sides. Yeah, y'all heard about all that. Like this was yeah. cool. Yeah, and then and, and why is he gonna pick these specific ones? And which ones are they trying to tell them? And uh, the other gospels refer to them as miracles abilities powers whereas this one refers to them as signs so john is trying to write these for a reason and mm. so he's specifically choosing seven uh or eight to tell us something about this uh this character that he's painting his biography yeah all right so that's uh <laughs> hopefully hopefully you kind of hopefully walk you away. took something away from yeah. that at least something you can you know throw in or throw at your parents when they're questioning over some kind of meal of like why you weren't in church your two days a year or yeah. something like that. You can have a little 
little relatability. We're bringing families closer together. That's, <laughs> that's what it's about. It's about bringing families together. That's exactly why we're doing this. So cool. Uh, hope you enjoyed this. Uh, we're going to try and try and continue doing these as much as we possibly can. And uh, again, just this is just an informative kind of podcast. So cool. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. See ya.